Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is remembering Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg as a titan of the law. In a White House statement, the president says Ginsburg was renowned for her brilliant mind and her powerful dissents at the Supreme Court. And he says she demonstrated that one can disagree without being disagreeable toward one's colleagues or different points of view. Mr. Trump calls Ginsburg an amazing woman who led a remarkable life. That's White House correspondent Greg Clarkson. Democrat Joe Biden says Ginsburg shattered a number of barriers in her long legal career. Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, stood, uh, stood for all of us. As I said, she was a beloved figure. As a young attorney, you all know the story, she persisted overcoming a lot of, uh, a lot of ob- obstacles for a woman in practicing law in those days. And this is Answer a Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Recently, someone asked if my brother Eric was still around. Eric, are you still around? I am still around, and a lot of things have changed over the years at Kingdom Builders, but one thing that hasn't changed is that we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. He's the guy that takes care of our gutter side of the business. If you need gutters or a roof, give us a call at 612-900-9166, or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. With the severe weather we've had recently, you may have had some strangers knocking on your door, saying you need to sign something to get weather-related damage on your home covered. We love coming to people's homes for no-pressure, no-obligation consultations. We don't want you to feel pressure to sign anything. If you'd like an expert from the Kingdom Builders to come take a look at your home or just to talk to you about how the insurance process works, we'd be happy to do that. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Nice to be with you on a... It's fall. <laughs> There's no doubt, it's fall. Uh, two weeks in a row. I'm fighting it, friends. 
I got the golf shirt and shorts on anyway. I'm fighting it. I, I will fight this tooth and nail because I am not looking forward to what the winter brings in many ways. My guess is uh, it will bring it will bring uh, something to do with the virus. It will certainly bring, um, uh, or as, as I've heard someone refer to it, the election infection. Uh, I think that that will be a uh, that will actually be the case. I suspect the election will infect us in some way too. So we're going to have uh, quite the time. Our our. Our prayers to the family of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, uh, passed away uh, last night. I get a text message even before uh, the flash notice that would usually come on from a news service. I get the message that um, that I get a message from somebody that was just says, "Oh dear God." It's getting worse. And I and I immediately went to think about what's he talking about. He's a friend of mine who's a lawyer in D.C. And I can't think of what it is he's talking about. And just in that moment, the phone rings. It's my sister-in-law talk, talking to my wife uh, uh, who are, you know, many, 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 many people um, who um, really looked up to her as being a hero. And she's someone who I believe was uh, – she kind of represents sort of the best of the old tradition of, of how people who disagree that each other can disagree agreeably. Um, she represented that she, she could disagree sharply and she could, <laughs> and, but, uh, the idea that, uh, her best friend on the court was, uh, justice Scalia, um, should cause us all, you know, before we, before we think about, you know, what happens next with the election and will there be a confirmation, all that, take a moment to think about the fact that both sides of both sides of a friendship based on respect, on trying to understand each other when one, even when they didn't agree with each other. Um, it feels somewhat like that's a time that uh, we almost wax nostalgic about now. And why has that happened is certainly something that I hope we take a few moments to reflect on uh, privately. We won't do that here. I always encourage you to listen to my Narn brethren, uh, Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson. Um, my guess is Mitch. My guess is Mitch is going to be wall to wall Ginsburg today. <laughs> so if you want that discussion, go over to our sister station, AM twelve A, the Patriot, at one p.m. today. Uh, and I'm sure Mitch will be in uh, in fine fettle when it comes to discussing. I will I will absent myself from that part of the conversation. Um, I have opinions, I have feelings, but they're not what you come to listen to the King Banyan Show for. You come here to listen to about economics and business and finance. And that's what you're going to get, and you're going to get it good and hard for the next two hours here on uh, on, on the King Banyan Show. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477 with questions and comments. I wanted to make sure I had said something about Ginsburg, but there are so many things that happened. And I was already with a full two-hour, wishing I had a third-hour show even before that. So I will get on with the stuff that I had wanted to talk about rather than rather than that we're going to stick to our knitting here on the show so sticking to our knitting usually leads with us doing um doing all of the economic data that's been out in the last week uh and there was plenty of data out there by the way I missed this I missed this figure um I want you to think about this this is for 2019 what happened to real median household income? How much did it rise by? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Yes. The answer is it rose. And it rose by quite a bit. Okay? The, the real median household income in 2019 was $68,703. So that's inflation-adjusted dollars. Versus $64,324. I don't have a percentage change here. I don't have a percentage change here, but the number was 
but the number I'm just doing math in my head that looks like about a six to seven percent rise in real media inflation adjusted median household income you go well what happened to the what happened to the people at the lower end of the distribution the poverty rate fell from 12.8 to 11.7 percent these are data from the census announced on Tuesday and here's the one that actually takes me a little that I find a little bit interesting. You will recall, right, that one of the big issues that the Republicans were able to accomplish in 2017-2018 was the elimination of the individual mandate for purchases of, uh, of health insurance under the Affordable Care Act. Right? So you had to have guaranteed issue Right, so everyone could get covered, um, and you had to have the the supplements, and you had to have this individual mandate so that everybody everybody had to buy insurance. Everybody had to buy insurance, and the statement was, "Well, if we don't have everybody buying insurance, then we're going to get adverse selection. If we get adverse selection, then only the sick people will be in the pool, and because of that, we have to force young people." young people to go basically to go buy health insurance to help support older people and that was that was removed in a in a small bit of uh, the affordable the tax cut and jobs act in 2017 was an was a writer put in i believe by marco rubio um that that particular piece uh that particular piece was put in because because they thought if we could remove the the individual mandate, the rest of of the Affordable Care Act would collapse. It hasn't. The Affordable Care Act has managed to stand even without the individual mandate. Now, as I tweeted here, and I put it up on Twitter at pound KBRS on uh, on uh, on uh, this morning. Pound KBRS is the hashtag you use to follow the conversation on the King on, on the King Banyan show here on Business 1440. If you if you remove the individual mandate, maybe the collapse of the Affordable Care Act comes later. Okay, as I put it, it's like that moment. You remember watching Roadrunner, and there'd be that moment when Wiley e. Coyote would go off the cliff, but then be hanging there for just a moment, hold, holds up a sign, then falls, or Stands there, then looks back at the looks back at the roadrunner, and who somehow manages to get the coyote to hold an anvil, and then then the coyote goes to the floor of the canyon. Maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe the, the it could be that the Affordable Care Act is going to take some time before it collapses from the revi- removal of the individual mandate. But based on the data, and there's there's a recent study uh, that came out of I. I want to say the Pew Research Survey. I believe Pew did a survey and shows that, and and there's been a study and a nice piece by uh, Sarah Clift in the in the New York Times this week on a, some research that was done at Emory University. All of which to say there hasn't been a significant drop off in enrollments and in insurance because the individual mandate was removed. It seems to be in. It seems to have stayed in place, and I find this interesting in talking about the impact of, uh, or what's happened as a result of the uh, COVID infection and and the virus. It would have seemed to me, it would seem to me, that people are buying insurance. If it's true, people are buying insurance who traditionally have not bought insurance that we thought weren't buying insurance for very rational reasons. Young people don't get sick very much. They have accidents. You can buy a policy that's fairly cheap that has a very high deductible. They'll just cover you if something catastrophic happens to you. But for the for the for the typical flu or cold or or other kind of infection you might have for for a regular kind of thing that's likely to happen to you once every few years. 
maybe you purchase a uh, a, a, a mini med plan to cover that. Maybe it's something that will cover you up to about five thousand dollars, for which you maybe you pay forty bucks a month rather than four hundred bucks a month. And those plans were also eliminated under this. But it does appear to me under Affordable Care Act. But it appears to me now that people have become that younger people have become acclimated to the idea that they need health insurance. I, I think I've told this story already. My daughter crossed that crossed the age boundary. Her 26th birthday came within three days. My insurer sends an, sends a letter to my daughter saying you're no longer on your dad's plan. In effect. Which I knew was coming. I don't know that she understood that it was going to happen at that moment, but there was an awakening. Her first reaction was to go out and get herself insurance and try to get the same kind of insurance she had before. She's, she's getting a little lesson right now in, in uh, scarcity and economics <laughs> because um, the plan I have for, through the university, which is because I'm at a state university, it's a state-run health plan. My state health plan covers me very nicely and provided provides great coverage for my family. Um, it's one of the it's one of the perks of working for a large public employer. I don't apologize for it. I believe my I believe my uh, salary is a little bit less because I get more in benefits on the other side. Um, you could argue you can argue with me, uh, but if you want to have an argument about how how much money I'm making, we'll do that off air. Uh, and good luck. Because you you can come walk a day in my shoes and figure out whether or not I'm properly compensated. Um, but it's a lesson to her. People are paying a lot for insurance right now, and I just wonder if this is a statement about the fact that this upcoming generation strikes me as being far more risk averse than the generation that precedes it. I'm pretty sure the minute. I'm pretty sure that the minute I was told I did not have to buy something that was cut that was costing me 250 bucks a month to to keep an insurance plan, the minute I got out of that, I would do that. I would get out almost immediately. Anyway, back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. Stay tuned for more of the King Banyan show here on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? 
From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality, visit AmericanPressure.com. Need windows? Why sit through three separate high-pressure sales quotes when you could get three competing quotes in less than one hour? Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of My Three Quotes. I will personally come out to your home for free. No pressure, no gimmicks, three quotes guaranteed. Visit My Three Quotes today. I hate interrupting that. Ah. Well, guess what? That's going to drive what I drive, what I play while I drive today. Some, that's some sweet jazz. Thank you, there, Wyatt. King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. Uh, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call. Questions, and comments. We're live today. Um, so I mentioned I mentioned the uh, the household the household survey. Twenty nineteen was a really good year in many many ways. One place it wasn't so much actually was in uh, the construction of new homes. That actually was a little bit soft in twenty nineteen. Partly I believe because of the sensitivity to the changes in interest rates. Since interest rates have come down in the last uh, six to nine months, uh, largely engineered by uh, by the Federal Reserve, and we'll get to the Fed. I got uh, I have thoughts about what happened with the Fed on Wednesday. You'll get to hear those uh, during the show because, of course, uh, the King Banyan Show is Fed Central for Minnesota. All news about the Federal Reserve in Minnesota comes through this particular show. Um, uh, it is it is really it's really really uh, interesting. Uh, thanks for this. Uh, th- thanks for this. But here's what's happened. Two things. First of all, there were two pieces of news that I think of as being really big because they helped me figure out where GDP is going in the third quarter. One of them was the industrial production index for August. Again, announced back on Tuesday. It, it had bounced off the floor, so it was up 3.5% in, in July. In August, we expected it would only be up about half a percent. It was actually up four-tenths of percent, so it was right around where you thought it would be. Uh, retail sales was announced Wednesday. That's the other thing you look for. And that number you know, had been up, excluding autos, was up 1.3% because um, it's been difficult. It's, we've taken the automobile piece out of that out of that to sort of help figure it out. Automobiles are still holding back GDP. People are not going to buy cars on car lots right now. You kind of, you can't wander onto a car lot. You pretty much have to make an appointment to show up and at many play at many dealerships. And that is an issue that's going to restrict. It's hard for me to understand that, but it's sort of revealing to me that, that maybe, maybe some car purchases are impulse items. I can say I've actually bought a car on an impulse once where I did not expect I'd be buying a car when I walked on the lot. I left with one. Um, uh, by the way, it was a gorgeous BMW. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, anyway, uh, I I just, uh, it was, uh, uh, so excluding autos, up 7 tenths percent. The expectation was 5 tenths percent. Those kind of balance each other out. And to me, that means that you should expect about you should expect a number somewhere on an annualized basis, twenty-five to thirty percent, somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-five to thirty percent in third quarter. That number is going to get announced toward the end of October. You know for a fact, you know for a fact that there's going to be a hooting and hollering going on uh, from there's going to be a hooting and holler going on from the White House when that happens. Be sure you understand that 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 particular rise will still move GDP only about halfway back to where it was back at the beginning of of the year. You had a small drop in the first quarter of about 5%, then you had that 32% drop in Q2. So even bringing back 30% from that growing 30% in annualized rate, 
only takes you back about halfway. Where the good news really lies for me are in two additional items. One, and as I emphasize, and I'll and I think I've put the the link again at pound KBR, KBRS. I posted yesterday the video of our quarterly business report review that we did up here in St. Cloud on Thursday. We did it virtually. We had about 70-plus people in the room uh, participating. It was um, it was the second time I've been able to do something like this. I did a, did a presentation for Rotary that was much shorter. This was the sort of the expanded full, full information dump of uh, where the central Minnesota economy is as of, as of right now. Uh, from from me and construction's just been a real uplift in the data for us and actually it turns out for the Rochester area as well has not been in the Twin Cities has not been in Duluth but for for Rochester and for St. Cloud they've been actually building plate building things not just residential but also also, uh, I'm pretty sure this is true for Rochester as well. I don't know the date, their data as well. But for St. Cloud, private, non-public buildings, non-profits and for-profits, have been building at a pretty decent rate in terms of uh, the number of building permits being taken out. There is a pretty sizable number of places being built. Turns out if you drive up uh, Division Street here in St. Cloud, there are two different places that uh, sell chicken. Uh, two different chicken restaurants going in about two blocks away from each other. I find that fascinating. And it's almost a certainty that the second one knew that the first one was going in. I'll tell you off air who they are, John. But uh, but uh, it, it is interesting because we've always been uh, – it took took a long time. We only got a Chick-fil-A up here about three years ago. Uh, and so there, there used to be, if you wanted chicken in this town, it was Kentucky fried or nothing, uh, and, um, or local stuff And the local stuff, by the way, is great. Uh, but, uh, but the uh, chicken chains have found St. Cloud. Uh, and, and so that's a couple of them, but my point being, being building right now, the best evidence I have of the increase in building is the fact that lumber prices Go take a look. If you if you're in the construction business, you already know this. What's happened to the price of your lumber? It's up about 148% year over year. That's huge. Some of that's COVID for sure. Although I can't think it's because it's got to be the, the sawmills because certainly uh going outside and cutting a tree is not something that's probably been restricted from uh from uh, any stay-at-home order. Unless you just want, unless your state decided to just do a complete shutdown and say nobody can work, which almost no state did. Now this is despite the fact that that on Thursday we got announcements that housing starts were were off a little bit versus the expectation, but they're still running pretty close to where they were a year ago level. Building permits were almost identical between July and August, so that so those numbers on a seasonally adjusted basis. So those are still running pretty much where you'd want them to be. Leading economic indicators up 2% versus 1.2% 1, uh, 1. versus 2% in in uh, in July, 1.2% in August. I'm fairly certain, although we don't know when they will do this, that the NBER will end up dating this recession as lasting a number of months, but will not last a year. They will not, and this might be worth this might be worth a segment. I'm not really prepared to do this today, so maybe I'll put this off a couple of weeks. I got to think about how I want to talk about this. People get upset. I remember getting upset thirty some years ago when there was a recession that started in 1990 and was not announced to have ended until sometime after 1993. And people got upset because they believe because in '92, uh, President Clinton ran against President Bush. President Clinton had was making the case, well, we're still in a deep recession, and the recession's because of George George H. W. Bush. Well, it turns out that wasn't true. The recession had ended in 1991, but the National Bureau for Economic Research had announced it. 
That made some people unhappy. Friends, it's going to happen again. They will not announce the end of this recession until sometime in 2021 at the earliest. They will not have enough data to do that. When they announce it, my sense of my sense of the issue is the end of the recession will be dated in July or in August. It will be a five- or six-month recession. And as I've tried to say repeatedly, this recession is not like the others. And here's the most interesting piece of this. I just tweeted it out at Pound KBRS. The University of Michigan's consumer sentiment number came out for, uh, yesterday on Friday. Expected a read of 75.9, ended up with a read of 78.9, 3% higher than expected. It's the highest level. It's the highest level that it's been at since since March. Okay. Um, in other words, consumer sentiment has now returned to where it was before the before the shutdowns and the pandemic hit. At least according to this particular sur- survey. Um, and they and and honestly, they they try to find ways to spin this so it's not the good news it is. Celebrate it. It is very very good news. Consumers feel good. They have. They have cash. They have less cash because of the end of the unemployment insurance payments. There's less money going into pockets. That's for sure. Here in Minnesota, unemployment insurance claims, the payments for unemployment insurance when they come out in August probably will be about half of what they were in July, which were already down about 20% from what they were in, in, in June. So those numbers are trailing off, and there's going to be a decrease but a lot of people use their payments, it appears, to pay down debt, which is a form of savings. And it may turn out that they held their consumption fairly constant because they understood that the unemployment insurance and the stimulus checks were the most, the most temporary of temporary phenomena, and they did not rely on those to make decisions that committed themselves to long-term spending plans. They kept themselves constant. They used the money to say, hey, Looks like I found $20 on the floor. I'm going to use that to go pay, pay my debt, my, my creditor, and, and take care of that instead. That may be what happened. We'll see that that number stayed, rose in September, okay, up 78.9, up to 78.9 in September. That's the preliminary read. If that number holds in the final read at the end of the month, that's pretty good news for the economy. And it might be might be pretty good news even if you are a fan of the president and want him reelected you, that that number tends to correlate with support for the for the incumbent party we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 here are the facts your business needs leads and sales there are potential customers online right now looking for what you do will they find you or your competitor you need salem surround having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business well there's just not enough time in the day you need salem surround you're doing all you can to market your business but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment you need salem surround the marketing team here at salem surround is ready to help your business now We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Every day... The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, 
we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. Thank you for listening here on the show today. We are glad to be with you. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call with your questions and comments. I think the economy is done, and this is what we sort of said. My my, the people who uh, responded to our survey up here in Central Minnesota. This is a, this is a fort between forty and fifty. People respond to our survey currently. We used to have more. We'd love to have more again. But we have about 40 to 50 local business leaders responding to our survey. And one of the questions we asked them was, when do you think the recession will come to an end? And most all of them say first, second, third quarter of 2021. And I think that's the broad consensus. I believe that when we get to that point where we are announcing the end of the recession through the National Bureau for Economic Research. First of all, it, it will be it won't be news to anybody. Um, everyone will already have felt it, but when they announce it, I think they'll announce that it ended sometime that has already happened here in July or in August. Meaning that I don't believe that I see any sign of a W shaped recession, that there'll be a second dip in the economy. There may be a second wave of the virus, but I believe that we that what we did that caused such a sharp recession in the first sharp recession during the first wave, we will not do again because we have learned how to deal with the virus in a way that we didn't understand back in March and April. Now you might debate we should never have done what we did back then. That is not actually not the point I'm looking to make. I. I could talk about that to some extent, but frankly, I'm very, I'm still waiting for additional information. I'm not persuaded by people who sort of make bold statements regarding, well, if we had done what Sweden did, this would have happened instead. It's like, yeah, you don't really know that. We don't have enough time to, to process enough information to make that claim. And I would just, I just tell you to tap the brakes on, on any such thing right now. It's not that I'm saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, wait. There's, we need time, to, we need time to, to really look at that data, and there hasn't been enough time yet. I will say also, and the reason I say this is, is for this reason, I actually put the slide up for this study. This was done by Austin Goolsby, who used to be, was he chair of the, of the Council of Economic Advisors for Obama? He was an Obama advisor on the economy. And then Chad Syverson, whose who's work... Uh, on productivity and on labor markets, um, he's at MIT. Um, I, I, I hold him in very high regard. Um, he's a brilliant, brilliant economist in my mind. Um, they did a study of the border between Iowa and Illinois. Iowa, of course, has not had the kind of uh, stay-at-home orders that Minnesota's had. Illinois did. And so you look, there's a long, there's a long uh, border between those two states. 
And there are cities that are built that where people go back and forth between the two places. It's sort of like the two Kansas cities. Uh, but they go back and forth along along that border quite a bit. And the question was, what happened to traffic at the beauty salons in Illinois and Iowa along that border? And the answer was, based on data that they had taken from uh, cell phone records uh, using uh, using uh, the, uh, what is it called, uh, uh, Google, it's like Google Trends, but it's Google Trends using your, using cell phone data to measure where people went. Oh, it's the mobility report, Google Mobility Report. Sorry, I blanked on that a second. They were able to determine that the difference between the difference between Illinois and Iowa that you could attribute to Illinois' stay-at-home order probably only constituted about five to six percent of a sixty percent decline in business. Almost all of the rest of it was happening in Iowa, where there was no stay-at-home order. That was happening in Illinois, where there was. Um, I don't consider that study conclusive. You sort of have to, but largely because I don't, I don't know that I, I don't have any history with the Google Mobility Trends data to know whether how good that data set is. But that's what that data set says. Okay. Um, I, 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 again, I, it's one of those things, well, if you use this data, here's the results you get. Okay, that's fine. Is that the right data? And I don't, I, I, I don't think that uh, Goolsby and Syverson did a good enough job for me proving that that data was truly representative. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of holding my breath on that. You know, we probably should transition to talking about talking about uh, a few things. Uh, I think what I'll do is I'll do this part first. We had, I believe last night up in Bemidji, President Trump spoke, uh, had, a, had, a, had a rally up there. Uh, I saw pictures of, uh, of John Deere's and International Harvester tractors going through downtown Bemidji on their way out to, uh, to go see uh, the president out there. Meanwhile, Joe Biden was in Duluth. I think he was actually over in Hermantown, to be precise, um, at a at a union hall and gave a talk. and And I'm only going to play this because I I, I I want you to understand. I'm not playing this because I I'm not playing this because I want to make fun of of uh, of uh, the uh, make fun of Joe Biden. But I want to play just three clips of that speech. And this was, I pulled this from NBC, so it's not like I went out and found some, some evil tracker who's doctored this. This is from the NBC report with Lester Holt's voice at the end of it. We had about eight minutes. We just clipped out about 45 seconds of it. And it but it's right in that first minute to minute and a half of the speech. Uh, because he tells, oh my gosh, he tells this long story about how he wished he could have been an architect. Um, and I just find myself, oh, really? Okay. Um, he says, I can't be, I don't think I could have been an artist, but I think I could have been an architect. All right. Uh, so let me play, let's play the one that caught my ear because I wasn't going to play it. I started it up and thought, because I knew he's going to talk about build America, but Build America back or build back America, whichever order those words go in. But his economic plan, I knew he was talking about that up there, so I wanted to hear what he had to say. And within the first minute of the speech, he says this, cut number eight. That's why my Build Back Better plan, in fact, my entire campaign is built upon a simple concept. It's time to reward hard work in America, not wealth. Reward work, not wealth. We have to penalize wealth. Can you play that one more time? Because I just want to be sure I heard the last three words right. That's why my Build Back Better plan, in fact, my entire campaign is built upon a simple concept. It's time to reward hard work in America, not wealth. Reward work, not wealth. We have to penalize wealth. Does he say we have to or we don't have to penalize wealth? Wyatt, what's your call? Uh, I think I think he's saying we have to. It sure sounds it. I don't know if I don't know if maybe he, he sounds like he says he we have to penalize wealth. 
I want to be fair. I don't know that that's if there if the word don't is in there. He swallowed the word, and maybe this is part of part of his uh, admitted uh, speech issues, which I certainly don't wish to to uh, uh, mock in any way. Um, because later on he says this, and this is like forty seconds later into the clip. Let's play cut number nine. We're going to have to rebuild an economy in the wake of COVID-19. And as we do, we have an incredible opportunity to make long overdue investments for working families and to make sure the wealthy, the very wealthy and the big corporations finally begin to pay their fair share. I'm not looking to punish anybody. Just pay your fair share. Ah. <sighs> So that possibly was an attempt to contradict, and I was thinking about this uh, this morning. Did they stick that word in, don't have to punish, pay your fair share? Did he ad-lib that, or was that in the teleprompter? Because if it's in the teleprompter, I'm wondering if it got added in after they think he may have said punish wealth. I don't know. I don't know what he means by that. Um. But I want to come back and talk about this during, during the final segment because I, I got to tell you, you want to talk about uh, wealth being punished? I can tell you about wealth being punished. It actually, I think, is being punished right now by the policies of the Federal Reserve uh, because um, I have no idea. I have no idea how to how you price uh, how you price assets in a world where uh, where interest rates uh, are being forced to zero across all asset classes. But we'll have to talk about that. We will right after this. You're listening to the King Bain Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country. Our parents, they're really supportive that all five of us would join. Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others. It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. Are the golden years still golden, or have they become another pleasant memory of times past? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing why it's so much more difficult to achieve the retirements of our parents and grandparents. Knowing the key differences will help you overcome today's retirement challenges and hopefully put a little more luster on your golden years. So make sure you tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. Fifth Season Financial is a licensed lender, not available in all states. Visit fifthseasonfinancial.com for details. Are you or a loved one suffering financial hardship as a result of an advanced stage illness like cancer, Alzheimer's, or ALS? Are the financial side effects of your medical fight reducing your quality of life and causing stress and worry? Did you know that you could be eligible for a special loan to access funds locked up in your life insurance policy? Text the word LIVE to 411411 now. Fifth Season may be able to help you address your financial needs through our Funds for Living program. This simple-to-use program helps you access value that is locked up in your life insurance policy by lending you money against the face amount of your policy. This loan is not like other loans where you need to make monthly payments, and it only gets repaid out of the proceeds of the life insurance policy. Visit FifthSeasonFinancial.com radio and get approved quickly. Fifth Season Financial wants to help you live your best life. Text LIVE to 411411. Text the word LIVE to 411411. Business 1440 has listeners all over the nation, so we make it as convenient as possible to listen in. Hear honest and professional financial insight by streaming us on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, our Facebook page, or at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Whoa, look at all these options. 
You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Let's, let's play this again. This was Joe Biden yesterday in, in Hermantown, outside of Duluth, at a union hall, um, saying people got to pay their fair share, right? So let's play this cut number nine. We're going to have to rebuild an economy in the wake of COVID-19. And as we do, we have an incredible opportunity to make long overdue invest- investments for working families and to make sure the wealthy, the very wealthy and the big corporations finally begin to pay their fair share. I'm not looking to punish anybody. Just pay your fair share. So what's the fair share look like? From yesterday's New York Times, front page one. New Jersey officials agreed on Thursday to make the state one of the first to adopt a so-called millionaire's tax to alleviate shortfalls caused by the pandemic, intensifying a national debate over whether to increase taxes on the rich to help address widening income gaps. Governor Philip D. Murphy, a Democrat, announced a deal with legislative leaders to increase state taxes on incomes over $1 million by nearly two percentage points giving New Jersey one of the highest state tax rates on wealthy people in the country. By the way, going, we're now ta- New Jersey has now moved ahead of Minnesota in its tax on millionaires. It had been behind. Um, the agreement also includes an annual rebate of as much as $500 for families making less than 150000 They had when they tried this. So they tried to pass this bill once before. And the legislative leaders and the governor agreed one million might be too small. It might hit too many people. Um, it isn't what we really should do. So they decided to set that tax at $5 million. Right? So what they did was they took the top rate and didn't go after the wealthiest people. They, they're now working their way down the line from those with incomes at $5 million and above to moving down to the $1 million and above club. Meantime, they're giving that money in terms of tax rebates to people, not, not people making twenty dollars and $30,000 a year, but they're doing it all the way up to a level of $150,000 a year. That tax, which is over 11%, in New Jersey now would lie on top of a tax rate that that pres that would be President Biden um, would levy on on federal to do what you might ask um, this was the very first words this is cut number ten Wyatt this is the very first words that uh, that uh, Vice President Biden offered to this this hall on uh, yesterday up in uh, Hermantown. The blinders have been taken off the American people. I think they're ready. They're ready to insist that a minimum wage be $15 an hour. They're ready to insist that people have child care and access to it. They're ready to admit and understand the needs that average Americans have. Which is the most interesting part of this. All right. This this is a fellow who had been in who'd been in politics and had been in federal office for over 40 years. And what what strikes me is interesting about that rhetoric. And, and I again, I typically don't want to talk politics here, but I, I, I bring this up for this reason because I made a comment earlier that I wanted to tie this to. My comment earlier was that Americans have become more risk averse. And one of my. When, and the pandemic has kind of taught me that. But what also taught me that was my the actions of my own child, who the minute she finds out she's no longer on dad's uh, health insurance plan, runs out to buy a replacement plan. Um, I'm not criticizing that. As far as I'm concerned, 
it, it's her money. Um, obviously, when she was on our health insurance plan, I was paying for the health insurance. She has not asked for a penny to pay the insurance bill that she's now incurred for herself. We'll probably help her, but that's because she's my daughter, right? I'm, I'm going to help my kid. Um, and, but before I help her, I'm going to ask, I'm, I intend to have a conversation with her about, well, what were you doing? What, what, what made you think you needed to do this? Um, what, you know, and what did, what, what thought process did you go through to do this? Because I think right now we are, you know, part of it, you can, you can feel like he's saying, I was right all along. The American people have finally caught up with me have caught up with us that that $15 a $15 minimum wage uh child care that's provided for by government uh health care plan that's closer to the original conception of the affordable care act et cetera et cetera but i don't know that they're wrong i don't know that they're wrong I notice it in the fact that I see more and more, if it turns out that young people did not change their health insurance buying habits when the individual mandate was struck down, if it, which would be shown by the fact that the, uninsu- the, the number of people without health insurance in the 2019 uh, census uh, uh, report um, is actually fallen in 2019 versus 2018. If it turns out that people are just that young people are still just buying that health insurance to me it's partly i hold myself responsible as an educator have i taught my students enough about about risk okay i don't want people to take undue risk i don't like it when 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 uh, people speculate on buying second and third homes and then when the housing market turns against them they go to the government to get a bailout that's nonsense they should they should end up having to take care of themselves but I also think there can be an impact of buying too much insurance, of being too risk-averse. Because from there comes the entrepreneurship that this country has relied on to grow for over 200 years. And, and having the blinders removed, as, as the vice president says, makes me, former vice president says, makes me nervous that removing, if he's right, those blinders being removed means we've moved into an era where, where entrepreneurship is likely to be less rather than more. And that's a very serious concern for me. All right. This is Fed Central, and you're going to get it good and hard right after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stewart. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member of... And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. 
parents, are you having anxiety over the indecision with fall schooling? Wondering if it's going to be online only? Oh, no. Or partial online and in-school crazy schedules? How can parents possibly plan for any of this? I'll tell you how. If you have a preschooler through third grader, you really need to look into Egan Montessori Academy. We have three locations and have successfully remained 100% open for child care and school throughout these uncertain times. Egan Montessori prides itself in offering award-winning child care and a safe, sanitized school environment, offering proven, accredited programs that are sure to enhance your child's learning capabilities and teach them to enjoy the learning process. This sets them up for future success in school. The Montessori process works with the individual student in making sure each child is maximizing their potential. Fall is almost here, so for your free, no-obligation tour, go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of 